It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, this is the Locked On Thunder podcast weekend edition. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you so much for making us a part of your weekend And also, thank you for making us a part of your regular listening habits Monday through Friday. Coming up on Locked on Thunder, we have got a lot to discuss between now and the end of this show. We'll talk about the anxiety that I have over the starting five that Oklahoma City's most likely going to roll out there on the floor. And all this stems from a conversation today from George Lynch, a loyal listener who wanted to know how much PG would flourish when Dennis Schroeder and Russell Westbrook were on the floor. We'll also get into that, and I'll tell you about a lineup that I could get real excited about when the Thunder roll them out. Even a lineup that, I don't know, certain games you might want to consider starting. Just just a suggestion that I'll throw out there for Billy Donovan. In segment number two, I'll tell you why Hamadou Diallo will be the guy that you want to root for more than any other member of this team this season. He's got a great story, read it in The Athletic today. I'll give you part of that story and talk about some other guys that you can kind of glom onto for Oklahoma City this year that are going to be just great stories if they have successful seasons. And then finally, we'll wrap things up today as Ennis Canner is working on his three-point shot And he's working on it with the same trainer who is working with Carmelo Anthony. So we'll give you a little insight into where Carmelo is mentally as he makes his transition to Houston. We'll talk about Canner and we'll go, we'll take a long route sort of with that. And we'll get it all back to Steven Adams and talk about how he can help the Oklahoma City Thunder by adding a brand new dimension to his game this season. 
If you don't know who I am, if this is the first time you have listened to the Locked on Thunder podcast because a friend recommended it, I want to thank you and sorry about all the uh, stuttering and stumbling that went on before and will go on throughout the podcast. But my name's Eric G. I am a contributor to News Radio 1000 KTOK and 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I am a credentialed member of the media and... I do help out another publication called Thunder Digest, and I always like to send out a big shout-out to Chuck Cheney for letting me pirate his Twitter account and tweet out the Locked on Thunder podcast so we can gain more listeners. And if this is your first time listening to this show, we have a neat little family here that feels free to tweet me anytime they want at LockedOnOKC.com, ask me questions about the Thunder, and then at some point... Those of you who are in Oklahoma City, we're just going to get together and have a beer. And if you're not from Oklahoma City and you do happen to make a trip to see the Oklahoma City Thunder, hit me up. I'll buy you a beer. There's some great restaurants here in Oklahoma City, and we can talk Thunder all night long. But it's just it, this has been a very cool experience for me. Segment number one now of the Locked on Thunder podcast, and I came to a stark realization while having a conversation with one of our regular listeners, George Lynch, and that's this. I don't like the starting five for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I like about three and a half of the Oklahoma City Thunder starting five, and I am starting to have big concerns going into this season. I've been telling you all offseason long that the Thunder were going to be better than they were last year. Paul George, Russell Westbrook, they've had one more year to gel. They've been out in California working together. They're going to have the chemistry down. They don't have Carmelo Anthony to worry about anymore. Things won't be awkward. The Thunder can't help but be better. But how much better can they really be when you only have one guy that can hit from the outside, or is even a remote outside threat in your starting five. Now, true, Russ is going to Russ, and you've got to account for him. But other than that, there's nobody you have to worry about from the Oklahoma City Thunder in the starting five once they're out beyond the arc other than Paul George. So it makes them a heck of a lot easier to defend. Steven Adams, I like him. He's going to provide some inside scoring this year, absolutely no doubt. Paul George and Russell Westbrook, you just have to love both of those guys and what they bring to the floor. And then I like half of Andre Robertson's game. And if you didn't like any of Andre Robertson's game, certainly after he got hurt, you probably gained more of an appreciation for him and you saw how great of a defensive player he was but he gives you nothing on offense, nor is he ever going to give you anything on offense. And anything that Andre Robertson happens to produce, I think we just have to accept it as gravy and go on about our business. Then comes the X factor in the starting five, and that's Jeremy Grant. And this is a guy that is much improved from his first year with the Oklahoma City Thunder, but we saw that he is more of a four And he's a guy that can play the five, and he can bang around inside. But as a three-point threat, it's just not there. He could surprise me. He could be a guy that adds that dimension to his game, goes out beyond the arc, starts hitting, and then all of a sudden the Thunder become a much better team. But right now, I'm queasy. 
And I need to see Jeremy Grant develop. And you just have to know that in the first few months of the season, and the first few months, I should say, October through December, there are going to be there are going to be some awkward moments with with Jeremy Grant. And don't be surprised. Now think about the way the Thunder started out last year. I don't think anyone was surprised when we saw the Thunder take a while to put it together. I think what ultimately shocked us is the inconsistency never went away. And while the Thunder would go on rolls, there just never was that reeling off of 20 games like we expected them to do. The Thunder could possibly do that this year, but in the first couple of months, don't be surprised if it's a lot like last year. Remember, it's an 82-game season. It's a grind. And even though these guys are working together and Billy Donovan has a much better platform or foundation to build from, this go around and, and even during at any point in his career in Oklahoma City, there's still some major, major issues that, that he's going to work out. There is one lineup, though, that I'm really excited about. And again, I'm going to go back and I'm going to refer to George Lynch as he got me talking about this today. And that's a lineup that would feature Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, Paul George, Jeremy Grant, and Patrick Patterson on the floor. You have Grant play the five. Patterson play the four, and then you've got three guys in Russ, Schroeder, or at least, or no, in Patterson, Schroeder, and George. Not Russ, not Russ, but Patterson, Schroeder, and George that can actually hit from beyond the arc and are going to be very deadly to defenses. And there it is. That right there, if the Thunder is looking for a death lineup, that might be it. You go small, you use those guys, Two, three dudes that can hit from beyond the arc. And then you know Russ. Russ has that tendency to hit that big shot when you need it from three. Yeah, I wouldn't want to defend against that. Jeremy Grant will play your five. And yeah, you'll be a little undersized. But that's a lineup that, that towards the end of a game, I want to see. And hopefully Billy Donovan runs that combo. And I can't think that he wouldn't. But I want to see Billy Donovan run that combo as much as he can during training camp. And I wouldn't mind seeing that combo a few times during preseason games just to get them ready for what this season is going to bring. But that's the lineup that maybe, or that's the lineup that I would be most excited about watching this year. And then going back to just everything that we've got questions about with the Thunder this year, what we don't know is when you've got Dennis Schroeder and Russell Westbrook on the floor, will Dennis Schroeder then be the guy that handles the ball like Reggie Jackson? Or will Russ be okay with that and Russ want to handle the ball? And we don't know how, we don't know at all how Dennis Schroeder is going to react to this, this sixth man role that he's going to play, making him the biggest X factor on this team this year. And Reading some stuff in The Athletic today, which I highly, highly, highly recommend you get a subscription to if you've had the chance. Just some great articles. The Reading an, an older article in The Athletic, there are still opportunities for Sam Presti to spend in a Schroeder. Maybe not this year, but in the years coming up, if you just don't get the sense that it worked. It's an experiment. We've seen Sam experiment before. There's a good feeling about Dennis Schroeder, and certainly the marketing ability of Dennis Schroeder is going to be great, but all those questions there are starting to compound my anxiety. I'm just ready to get the season started, or at least get training camp started, so I can get a better feel of what's going to come together in this upcoming season. 
This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, why Hamadou Diallo will be the one guy from Oklahoma City you will root for this season. It's all right here on LOT. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G., your host. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can access us several different ways. You can get us on iTunes. You can follow along on Spotify. You can ask Alexa. If you got the Google thing that's like Alexa that I don't know what it's called, you can also get the Locked On podcast there, and you can just go to LockedOnSports.com. And we've got podcasts for every NBA team, every NFL team. We've added Major League Baseball this year, and starting Monday, we're adding college to our Locked On podcast ranks, and I'll be hosting the OU podcast, and I'm very excited about that, but that will not, absolutely will not take away from my duties here at Locked on Thunder. We've put a lot of passion into this. We've built a following, and I'm having a lot of fun, and I love covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. So get ready for some really good episodes coming up here in the next few weeks of the Locked on Thunder podcast. And you can go to LockedOnThunder.com to uh, access all our Locked on Thunder podcast. Hamadou Diallo, if he's not already, will soon become your favorite member of the Oklahoma City Thunder to root for. And the reason I say this is because Hamadou Diallo has such a great story behind everything that he is. First of all, he's a tremendously talented kid. And if you had a chance at all to watch him during the summer league, the one thing you will point out is that he is inconsistent. And true, there are many facets of his game that he's going to have to work on in order to get some significant time on the floor this year with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But he's got Billy Donovan and the rest of the coaching staff to to help him nurture that game. The reason you're going to want to root for him is because this is a guy that was growing up in West Africa. And his parents fled there because of poverty and war and everything else going on in that country. They settle in Queens. He ends up going to a couple of different high schools. He's only 19 years old. And he's tr- been traded three different times in the NBA or been traded to three different teams in the NBA before he even had a chance to play in the summer league. All that being said, I know, I know what you're thinking. Well, hey, there are a lot of great stories in the NBA. But according to everybody that was quoted in this article, and there are members of the Thunder staff, and I don't want to give it all away because I really want you to read the article. 
he's a guy that watches film. He wants to be one of the greats. He is dedicated to his craft, and it's not something that he's taking lightly. He's not going to just rely on his talent to get him from point A to point B. And part of that has to come from that background. When you have lived that hard of a life, which is not, it's almost not fair to him to talk about because I can in no way, shape, or form do it justice. I can't even really put that into words. And honestly, that's not something I can identify with. Yeah, I moved around a lot when I was a kid. I've moved around a lot when I was an adult, but never under those circumstances. And if he is a guy that can come along and develop that outside shot, he can become a big-time, big-time contributor to the Oklahoma City Thunder because they need all the scoring that they can get. I'm excited about Hamadou Diallo. I am anxious to see how he develops, as I am anxious with nearly every faction of the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. But if you're just looking for somebody to root for, Root for him and go check out that article on The Athletic and read it in more detail so you understand just what it is. And some other guys for the Thunder that I think are going to be worth rooting for this year, guys that we want to see have a, have a breakout year. I'm going to throw Steven Adams out there. You're going to say that's obvious, but I am in the camp that this is Steven Adams' breakout season, not only from a production standpoint, from, rebound, from rebounds and points scored, but just from a popularity standpoint, I think you will see him, his legend grow in the NBA and become one of those guys who's a favorite in whatever arena that, that he happens to go into, save for Memphis. And I, the other guy on this team that, that I think is just so fun to, to root for, no matter what the circumstances are, it's got to be Andre Robertson. Yeah, despite the fact that the dude can't shoot a lick, when the Thunder need him to. He can play some great defense, and the injury certainly makes him a great story. And if he can come back and the Thunder improve from what they did last year, it will be in no small part because of what Andre Robertson was able to accomplish on the floor. Real quick, some notable free agents that you might want to keep an eye on that are out there. And I saw this from Barry Trammell. Rodney Hood still on the market. Nick Young, Jamal Crawford, Patrick McCaw. Um, Maurice Spates, David West, neither one of those guys is signed yet. But if I could sign anyone from that list, well, you guys are probably going to say Rodney Hood. Um, I don't know. Maybe you would say Patrick McCall. I would, I would honestly say Nick Young. He had a good year with Golden State last year, helped them win a championship. And it never hurts to have a little crazy when you do what I do for a living. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next how what Ennis Canner's doing could influence Steven Adams to help the Thunder even more. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. 
or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast weekend episode. I'm Eric G. Thank you very much for joining us. If you want to get some of our back episodes and feel like uh, you want to go deep into the archives, there's a great place to do that. It's LockedOnThunder.com. You can also just go to Apple iTunes, Spotify, and find all our Locked On podcasts. It's right there. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, and there's LockedOnSports.com. We make it as easy for you to access what we have. And starting Monday, it's Locked On soon. I have a recommendation for Steven Adams. Now, look, far be it for me from a guy who never played basketball, even in high school, and pretty much only played church league and pickup games, and not even church league like Michael Cage plays, where I think it's all dudes that must have played in college or a little bit higher because those games sound rough. At least the way Michael Cage tells it. And yeah, hey, who am I to disagree with Michael Cage? But if there's anything I could just beg Steven Adams to do over the next couple of years, it's work for it's work with this guy by the name of Chris Brickley. He is a trainer to many, many NBA players. Carmelo Anthony and Ennis Canner to name two. When it comes to Ennis Canner. He is working with Ennis Canner on developing a three-point shot. Well, that's right. You heard it. Ennis Canner three-point shot. Ennis Canner has taken a total of 109 three-pointers in his seven-year career in the NBA. And he's hit less than 30% of those, or right at about 30 cents, or 30%, uh, 29.4 to be exact. Steven Adams works on his three-point shot. I know Steven Adams can hit three-pointers. I've seen him do it. The Thunder aren't just aren't letting him do it in the game. So why not work with this guy? If he can help Ennis Canner, and this guy has supreme confidence in Ennis Canner, of course he would. He gets paid by Ennis Canner to, to help him work on his game. And, of course, Chris Brickley wants to get as many clients as he possibly can. But if Canner can develop the three-shot this year and can become consistent with it or close to consistent with it, then Steven Adams would have to see that. And Steven Adams could easily then make the connection of, hey, if it's working for him and it's going to make him that much more versatile and make him that much better for his team and also in the NBA it's going to add more to my next contract, then why wouldn't Steven Adams do it? The Thunder still need as many three-point shooters as they can get. And we've seen enough in the NBA to know that guys like DeMarcus Cousins, if they can add it to their game, there's no reason that Steven Adams can't add it to his game. Brickley does say that Carmelo Anthony is in a good place, feels like mental health-wise he's better now than he's been in the last year. Says Carmelo Anthony's very excited to go to Houston. More importantly... He's working with Carmelo Anthony on conditioning. That's what the majority of Carmelo Anthony's workout is. It's conditioning. And he's trying to wear Carmelo Anthony out and then force him to take shots because Carmelo Anthony, being 34 years old, 
needs that in his repertoire more than anything else. Can you make those shots when you are dead tired? Because the knock on Carmelo Anthony is you can't have him in down the stretch because he's not as effective, and part of that has to do with him being out of shape. So at least when he's not playing the Thunder, I'm hoping Carmelo gets in shape and can make some of those big shots. And finally, congratulations to Nick Collison. Nick Collison getting an award from the Oklahoma City March of Dimes. He is getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. And uh, one of the other guys getting this award is Alan Trimble, longtime coach of the Jinx High School football team. And if you don't know his story, uh, especially if you're not from Oklahoma, and Oklahomans will document it, Alan Trimble is suffering from ALS and has won Buku State Championships. I don't, I don't even know how many. I lost count a long time ago. But Nick Collison to be honored, and it's one more thing for it's one more thing to chalk up for Mr. for Mr. Thunder and remember what exactly Nick Collison meant to this organization and just how much he represented Oklahoma City with class. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. We will be back on Monday and on Monday we will introduce you to Locked on Suitors. I'm Eric G saying everybody love everybody ELE and peace love and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.